it. There's no need to wait, geeks. We are back. This is the Active Geek Podcast with your hosts, Jim and Chuck. And this is another installment of the Active Geek Podcast. But unlike our other episodes, this is something different. It's, yeah. not, it's not a mini episode like our our interviews or our you know our award shows that we like to do here and get fun and, and, and different with. This is a what to expect episode because we're going to start rolling out monthly what's new each month uh, episodes. So this is your what to expect September episode where we're going to talk TV premieres, movie premieres, and comic book releases, and some news of the Active Geek Productions variety, where we'll be, what we'll be doing, um, so you can connect and talk to us. So Chuck, the first thing that's coming back in September is football season. Yeah. Um, we know, our listeners may not know, we will be pulling for the Super Bowl champions yes. to repeat again the Philadelphia Eagles. And if whoever you're rooting for, if you like football, um, they're not going to beat us. So uh, <laughs> we're going to we're going to puff our chest up. But no, uh, this is going to shape up to be a great football year. I'm very, very excited for it. We, the Eagles take on the Falcons' first game. I'm pumped. Hopefully Carson Wentz is back, our boy. This is the active part of our ge- active geek name where we talk sports. But I'm very excited for it. But then we had this big news that rolled out just before we started recording that the DC Universe app is finally getting a release date, and it happens to be September fifteenth, Batman Day. I yeah. feel like Batman Day changes. It's like I feel whenever like I, they want Batman Day, it'd be Batman Day. Right, every day's Batman Day if you're if you're a DC Comics writer. Um, but what are you excited for the DC Universe app debuting? Um, I I'm intrigued. We can say that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm excited because. The coolest part about it, I think, is going to be um, all the backlogs. Yeah. Um, I'm not that excited about the original content yet. Uh, hopefully I get there because um, all we've seen is Titan so far. I saw some uh, release stills of Doom Patrol. Uh, they're filming right now. I saw a stuntman dressed as uh, Mr. Negative. Okay. And Mr. Robot. Or, and Robot Man. Um, and they look cool. They look they, Costume-wise, they look great. And last night we just got word that our boy Alan Tudyk is playing the villainous Mr. Nobody. Yeah, and I saw him, and he looks great. It wasn't Alan, but it was the stunt guy, and the suit is super practical. It looks great. I'll have to show you when we're done. <laughs> they they got an impressive cast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, some not-no-name people, and then... Brendan you know, Fraser. Brendan Fraser as uh, the flashback and the voice of Robot Man. Yeah. And then uh, Alan Tudyk. Yeah, they got, so, a, they got a little... But that's we don't even know when that's premiering. Yeah. That's not premiering in September. Let's talk September. DC Universe comes out. They're not unveiling any of their original content yet. Titans will debut in October. But DC Universe app is out. It's like seven ninety nine a month, or you can pay, what, like $80 or $100 to do the whole yeah, year. Yeah, if you, if you did the pre-order, it was like... came out to like $70-something. Yeah, like three months free. Did you yeah. pre-order it? No. I haven't even subscribed yet. I'm going to subscribe. I'm not going to do the um the 12 months i'm gonna do monthly i'm gonna do do monthly because honestly if i don't like it and say i go to first three months i'm out 25 dollars. yeah if if titans debuts and it's you know it's like netflix where you get every episode in a block i'll i'll oh it's episodic it's every friday all right so i don't really watch anything on friday but live pd so that's that's fine all right that's they're gonna keep my money so i'll watch titans for that run and there's nothing that comes out until afterwards something nothing new i mean they buy all the movies so i don't really need to watch their backlog of movies 
um, I'll probably just cancel until another show comes out that I like, like Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, or Stargirl, because we're getting Stargirl. But let's let's talk some TV stuff. We're going to stay on the, the streaming app service, and we're going to talk uh, Netflix for a second. Mm-hmm. And season one of Maniac is coming out uh, Friday, September 21st, and it's described as two strangers are drawn to a mysterious pharmaceutical trial. They're assured with no complications or side effects whatsoever that they will solve all of their problems permanently. Things do not go as planned. Surprise, Chuck. Surprise they don't <laughs> go as planned. Uh, it stars Jonah Hill and Emma Stone and is from Carrie Fukunaga. Any interest in this? We're going to rank them from 1 to 10. What do you, are you a 1, meaning you don't want to see it, or a 10 that you want to see it? A eh, 3. I'm like an 8 because I love Emma Stone. You do. And I like Jonah Hill. I like their chemistry uh, from Superbad. And it's been a while since they've worked together. Yeah. So, uh, and they really, they're the two that really made something out of themselves after Superbad really took off. They won Oscars and they've been nominated for Oscars and stuff. So, uh, I'm excited for, for Maniac. It's on Netflix. It's a quick binge. It's not episodic. So, uh, I'll probably watch it in a weekend. Now, back to our demo. The 25th, my mom's birthday, will be Tuesday. Season two of The Gift, it comes back on Fox. Uh, it's the dawn of the mutant age, Chuck, and uh, they've added Grace Byers, who is playing the dangerous Reva. Thoughts on the Gifted? Are you excited for the Gifted? Yeah, I, I liked uh, the Gifted season one. I, I actually binged it at the end because I was like six, seven episodes behind. Yeah, and I wasn't watching it weekly. Um, I was really busy around that time, so as soon as it, as soon as it finished, I kind of binged it in like a weekend. I liked it. It wasn't. You know my favorite TV show of the year, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it it was a it was I I loved it. I thought Gifted was a great show, and it was came out of nowhere for me. I didn't think I was going to be as excited for it as I was. I thought the writing was great. I love Polaris. I love all the the actors in it. Blink was super cool. Thunderbird was really great. I'm curious to see if Polaris has her baby. Yeah, uh, I want to see what the the Frost sisters do, and uh, I don't like uh, Little Strucker's new hair color. He he bleached it. Yeah. I don't like I don't like it. Um, it makes him kind of look like he's a zombie. But I'm I'm curious I'm I'm curious to see where they move forward. Uh, Reva, this dangerous Reva seems to be really badass, um, and she's from Empire. Grace Byers is from Empire, and they kill her character off. Spoilers if you watch Empire. Um, I don't think any of our listeners do. But um, I'm I'm curious to see where they go with this. I want to see some some new mutants. Um, this is the first season, or this is the last season of Gifted under the the Fox only banner this is then going over to disney so i'm I'm curious to see where they go with that um and then we have some animation domination coming out chuck uh on september 30th sunday coming to fox we got season 17 of family guy and season 30 of the simpsons coming out yeah uh oh gifted one to ten excitement hit me with it eight eight i'm gonna go with ten i'm very excited for it um family guy any uh you, do you watch still watch family guy or are you just like uh, a re- periodically guy? yeah i'm a rerun guy uh, i watch it every sunday i know you do and what's what's funny is like sometimes i'll just turn off football to watch like the simpsons and family yeah. guy and bob's burgers i think bob's burgers is premiering another season as well uh probably the same night uh so i'm gonna go seven for family guy and nine for the simpsons what about you i'll go uh two for family guy because i know i'm not gonna watch it uh, I'm gonna go high with Simpsons eight because me and the little one started watching Simpsons a lot, and she's loving it. Yeah, and we watched last season, or we're in the middle of the last season that just came yeah, out, season twenty nine. And every like every time we get a free time, she oh, can we watch Simpsons together? Can we watch Simpsons? So she's getting into it, and I said, hey, we can just 
start watching the the new season. So uh, I would say, I would say nine. Yeah, and I, you know I looked into like the previews for for Family Guy and and The Simpsons like to see if there were any special guests that were coming up like big guest stars and I couldn't find anything. I went to Den of Geek, I went to IRDB, I went all over, and uh, nobody had anything. So um, I'm sure they're going to have huge guests on both seasons. Yeah. Uh, and I'm curious to see where they go. I think season 17 of Family Guy is going to be uh, dedicated to Adam West um, because he was a main, main player on that yeah. and he passed away. So I think they're dedicating season 17 of Family Guy to Adam West. Now we're going to do movies. We're going to talk every movie that I think one of us is interested in seeing in September. And we're going to go from one to five if we like, if we're going to go see it. One being we're not going to see it, five being we're going to see it. And potentially, if it's going to win the week, we'll say if it wins the week. The first one is, and we'll go periodic, we'll go in order. So on September 7th, The Nun comes out. Uh, and The Nun uh, is about a priest with a haunted past and a novice on the, uh, on the threshold of her final vows are sent by the Vatican to investigate the death of a young nun in Romania and confront force in the form of a, deno- a demonic nun. Uh, it's directed by Corin Hardy. Who did the hollow and he was supposed to do the crow right he was attached to that at I one point so. uh, and it stars bonnie aarons taisa farmiga johnny cone and charlotte hope one to five chuck one I've one not no excited interest. all right uh this is the the most brutal um story of the conjuring this is like the beginning of the conjuring um i'm a five i i love the conjuring uh i think it's a great story i think it's really cool that they brought um Thaisa Formiga in it because Vera, her sister, is in The Conjuring. She's the star of that. So I love that they kind of like aged it back and they're like, okay, this is, it makes sense. And you're like, oh, is that, did they, how'd they do that? And then you realize, like, oh, they're sisters, not mother and daughter. Because I always thought they were mother and I daughter. I always thought they were mother and daughter. Yeah, but, but they're a, actually not that far in age. Yeah, just uh, Thaisa looks very young. Yeah. Uh, and Vera looks about her age. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited for this one. And Chelsea really loves it. So I think it's going to, I think it's absolutely going to win. Um, when it's weak, for sure. And I think it's going to have a pretty solid Rotten Tomato score. Uh, do you think it wins the week? I could see it. Yeah, I mean, it's horror. Yeah. Uh, it's a franchise horror, so people are going to go see it. And the promos are fucking scary. Like yeah. they, they did like this uh, viral promo where they had a cardboard cutout in front of like a movie theater and had a bunch of like cardboard num- nuns. And people were going up to get a picture with it. But the nun in the middle was a person. And it came out after the person. Scary as shit, dude. Like, I would have punched that nun. Yeah, you would. Like, it would have been the first time you ever seen me punch a religious figure. But it would have been, <laughs> it'd been worth it. All right, the next one also comes out that that weekend, uh, November or November, September seventh, and it's Peppermint. We've been talking about this movie on the podcast. Uh, it's The Punisher, starring Jennifer Garner. But Peppermint is a revenge story centering on a young mother who finds herself with nothing to lose and is now going to take from her enemies the very life they stole from her. And it stars Jennifer Garner, Tyson Ritter, Annie Eloza, Richard Cabral, and Method Man. One to five, Chuck. You excited for this movie? Five. You're, you're going to go see it in theaters? I want to see this. Yeah. Um, it looks awesome. I didn't know Method Man was in it. Yeah. I love Method Man. He's one of my favorite rappers. Um, definitely, I want to see this movie. Yeah, you know, this is a movie that I don't think I need to see, but I'm going to see. So I'm gonna, but this isn't a five for me. This is probably like a three and a half, four. It's probably a movie pass movie for me. Uh, until I cancel my movie pass subscription because they they currently suck, uh, but it's got Method Man. I do love Method Man. It's got Tyson Ritter who um, is the singer from All American Rejects, and not related to John Ritter. 
and also he plays Jesus in uh, Preacher. So I'm, I'm very we got two back to back Preacher references. We got Johnny Cohn who plays uh, All Father in Preacher, who's going to be in the Nun, and then we got Tyson Ritter who plays Jesus in Peppermint. So. I haven't seen Tyson. He did not play Jesus in Peppermint. Well, that would be. Are, in, I'm sorry. In, <laughs> that uh, would be awesome. In, in, but Tyson Ritter is in Peppermint. Um, I haven't seen him in any of the the footage. I'm assuming he's probably a bad guy. Yeah. Uh, because they don't have a lot of top build people. Yeah, he's, he's probably a hench. Because this is Jennifer Garner's temple. Yeah. Like this is her thing. Yeah. Um, he's probably like the bad guy, like the gang leader. It doesn't. I doesn't see him strike like me a as henchman. He, he probably gets killed like right off the bat. Yeah. He's just the only na- notable name that they know. Yeah. So you're a five. I'm a three and a half. I'm excited for it. Another movie that comes out September 14th is a movie that we're covering. The episode after this, which will come out uh, this upcoming Wednesday, is The Predator. Um, we've talked about an hour about The Predator. Uh, so we're not going to spend much on it. But The Predator storyline is when a young boy accidentally triggers the universe's most lethal hunters return to Earth. Only a ragtag crew of ex-soldiers and a disgruntled science teacher can prevent the end of the human race. And that movie stars Yvonne Stravosky, Olivia Munn, Jacob Tremblay, Boyd Holbrook, Sterling K. Brown, and so many other people. And is directed by Shane Black. One to five. Where are you at with it? Four. I'm a five. This is a five movie for me. I, I feel like each week there's going to be a five movie for me. September is I'm going to spend a lot of money on movies. But uh, I'm looking forward to this. And listen to our next episode so you can find out more about what we think of The Predator and where we think they're going to go. This is a movie I know that you're very excited for. This movie comes out also on September 14th. And it's direct competition to The Predator. And it's directed by Jan Damage. And it's called White Boy Rick. And White Boy Rick is the story of a teenager, Richard Wersch Jr., who became an undercover informant for the FBI during the 1980s and was ultimately arrested for drug trafficking and sentenced to life in prison. It stars Matthew McConaughey, Jason, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, Rory Cochran, and Eddie Marsden. One to five. Are you like a seven for this? Yeah. I'm, no, I'm, I'm five, definitely. You're like really excited for um, White Boy Rick. Well, also, what you didn't say, you said he was an informant. He was a 15-year-old informant. Yeah. He was the youngest informant in FBI history. I actually did some backstory. Oh, dear God. To when, because when this came out, I was like, oh, White Boy Rick. And I seen the trailer. It looked awesome. I ended up like going back and seeing. like He's throwing life in prison for a nonviolent crime. A yeah. lot of people were trying to get him out. Um, but like he you know, he did trafficking. And, but he was like a kingpin at 15 years old. Yeah. 15. Yeah, so you're very excited for this movie. I am. Um, I'm more of like a two. This is a movie that's not like I'll watch it. Uh, again, this is probably a movie past movie. This is it's kind of like September. You always get these uh, these movies about like drug smugglers and drug trafficking. Last uh, September, we had uh, American Made yeah. with uh, Tom Cruise. I'll, I'll see it. I'll see it in theaters, but I'll I'll use the movie pass card yeah. definitely for I this. I am all on board with White Boy Rick. Yeah, if I have to pick what movie I'm going to see opening night on the 14th, it's definitely The Predator. Yeah, I White Boy it. Rick's probably going to be like at the end of the month, maybe towards its run. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe this is going to be kind of like Upgrade, where like it's only in theaters for a couple weeks because other movies are coming out. I need yeah. to see it up front. I don't know. The following week will be the 21st of September. It marks a special day in the podcast, right? Yes, it does. That's your 400th birthday. Yeah. It uh, is my birthday. That is Chuck's birthday. Uh, September 21st. So if you want to send him gifts or some, some DMs, uh, it's Chuck underscore Active Geek on Instagram. You can send him some DMs. But we have a couple movies that are coming out on that week, and that's The House with a Clock in Its Walls, and that's directed by Eli Roth. 
which kind of blew my mind. I didn't know that Eli Roth had directed this, and it it makes me want to see it even more. But it's it's about a young orphan named Louis Barnavelt, uh, who aids his magical uncle in locating a clock with the power to bring about the end of the world. And that stars Kate Blanchett, Jack Black, Lorenza Izzo, Kyle MacLachlan, and Owen Vaccaro. One to five. Where are you at with this movie? Five. I'm at a five with this movie, too. It I, looks ridiculous. I want to see it. I did not know Eli Roth directed this. Me either. Until this very second. Yeah, when I was doing research, I I found out Eli Roth was directing it. And it's a PG movie. Yeah. Like, this is the only time I'm going to be excited for a PG movie directed by Eli Roth. I think it's the only Eli Roth movie. And this is, like, right up Jack Black's, like, like wheelhouse. He, like, does, like, those weird character it, roles. It looks like if R.L. Stein went back five years and was a wizard. It looks like it's in the same realm as Goosebumps. And I loved Goosebumps. Yeah, I, I loved I Goosebumps, I thought it was too. really good. I liked it more than I probably should have as a 30-year-old man. We've seen it in theaters, and we loved it, and we bought it, and we watched yeah, it. It's a good flick. When this, we seen this, I was like, the little one sitting next to me, I was like, oh, yeah. And she was like, eh. And I go, I, I pulled this card. I'm like, What's my birthday that weekend? We're seeing it. Yeah. And she was like, oh. And she was like, you want to see a kid movie for your birthday? And I was like, it looks pretty good. Yeah, this is a date night movie. Chelsea wants to see it. We're, we're both extremely Maybe we'll excited. Maybe we'll do a date night birthday Maybe. hangout. Maybe. it's gonna, I'm very excited for this movie, 100%. Another movie that comes out on your birthday uh, is uh, The Sisters Brothers. Uh, and that's uh, directed by Jacques Audard. Uh, I'm assuming he's French. And in 1850s Oregon, a gold prospector is chased by the infamous duo of assassins, the Sisters Brothers. Have you ever heard of this movie? <laughs> Not at all. All right, well, I'm going to hit you with, this, the, with the cast. Uh, it's got Jake Gyllenhaal, Joaquin Phoenix, Johannes Hakor Johannesson, Rucker Hauer, and Reese Ahmad. That's a pretty decent cast. It's like a comedy. Is it? Yeah. Never heard of yeah, it. Yeah, it's, uh, watch the trailer, it's... I'm like a three for this movie, but I'm, I'm going to end up seeing it. I'm, I'm a one because I have no idea. Yeah. Um, it's a good cast. I wish we had a video right now. Yeah. Because some of the stuff you're saying, my expressions are probably like when the Eli Roth was a surprise. Yeah. This, never heard of. You've never heard of the trailer? I saw the trailer in front of, God, um, Upgrade, not Upgrade, um, Sorry to Bother You, I saw the trailer yeah. in front of that. It looks weird. It looks funny. Uh, Riz Ahmed's in it, and it doesn't make any sense. That like he's being chased by cowboys, but uh, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal and Joaquin Phoenix are cowboys Jesus. called the Sisters Brothers. So um, if you haven't heard about it, check the trailer because it looks fun. All right, and then we have the week after your birthday, the twenty eighth. Uh, two movies that I thought maybe one of us would end up going to see. We have Night School, directed by Malcolm D. Lee, uh, which centers around a group of troublemakers are forced to attend night school in hope that they'll pass the GED exam to finish high school. Um, and those troublemakers are all adults. It's uh, Kevin Hart, Tiffany Haddish, Keith David, Ben Schwartz, Fat Joe, Taron Killam, and Rob Riggle. Fat Joe? Fat Joe's in it. He's the guy on the, the TV in prison. Oh, yeah. So what are your thoughts on night school? You, one to five. You going to see it or not? I'll say three. I'm not going to see it in theaters. I'm going to see it in theaters because Chelsea loves Tiffany Haddish. Really? Yeah, she thinks she's the funniest thing. Danielle loves um, Kevin Hart. As does most of And the world. we normally watch all Kevin Hart movies. So... We won't go see this in theaters. This will be like a red box okay. or uh, a, uh, a on-demand movie. It's going to win its week. Or it might win its week because it's going up against an animated film. 
that you're probably going to end up seeing that I have no interest in seeing, and that's Smallfoot. Uh, and that Smallfoot is directed by Kerry Kirkpatrick and Jason Rizzing, and it's about a yeti is uh, who is convinced that the elusive creatures known as humans really do exist. And as most animated films, it has a great cast. It's got Zendaya, Channing Tatum, uh, James Corden, Gina Rodriguez, Danny DeVito, Common, and LeBron James. Where are you at with Smallfoot? Do you, do you know about this movie? Yeah. Um, the little one does not want to see it. So this is a, a one. It is a one. This is a one for me, too. I have no interest because in Because I asked this. her, I was like... Because normally when we go to movies and we watch trailers, I look at her and I kind of give her thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah. And she you do like, the same thing with me when we watch trailers. <laughs> it's, it's like your generic thing. Like, it's like, that's like a dad thing. Like, hey, you want to see this? I'm like, yeah. And then, like... And then she'll always do, like, eh, she'll do the side thumb. Yeah. Like, maybe. And this one, I was like, eh? And she was like, no. And I was like, no. Eh, it looks, okay. it doesn't look like I'm going to see it at all. No. I don't think I'm going to see a movie that weekend. I no. might. Chelsea does like Tiffany Haddish. And I came home, she's watching Girls Trip one day. I was like, what the fuck are you watching? And it was Girls Trip, and they're just fighting each other. It, I thought she was watching Real Housewives of, like, Atlanta. They were just sitting there, just straight up fighting each other. No, but, I, I have no desire. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll end up seeing um, night school, not a uh, not small foot. Sorry, guys, and I love LeBron James as a basketball player, um, but I'm not gonna go see his movie. Yeah, I'll, unless it's Space Jam. Unless it's Space Jam two, I'll go see that. I'll see the shit out of Space Jam two. I love Space Jam one. I I have it on Blu-ray. Yeah, it's awesome. You can literally take the Golden State Warriors and put them as the monsters. Yeah, each one of them. Like if they were a comic book, they or a, a cartoon character alien, they look like. I they think do. when they do that. They have to, Joel Embiid has to be. He's got to be the blue one? Or it has to be like the center. Yeah, J- Draymond Green has to be in there. James Harden should probably be in there. It's going to be Steph Curry. Steph Curry's going to be the Muggsy Bogues of it. Yeah. Yeah, who was, the, it was Sean Bradley, right? Yeah. Sean Bra- I can't believe Sean Bradley was in a movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What, he's like 7'7"? Seven, 7'7". Seven? Seven, seven. And he was tall awful. for nothing. Yeah, he was awful. He was tall for, he, that's, like, if you're a tall white guy, like, seven feet tall, you're guaranteed to get in the NBA. You don't have to be good. You just stand there and put your arms up. Yeah. And oh, that's so. what Sean, I mean, maybe Sean Bradley listens to us. We're sorry, No, Sean, Sean Bradley. Bradley's not listening to us. I don't even hey. think he knows what a podcast is. He probably has, like, seven. Like, long arm podcast or some <laughs> shit like that. Shot block podcast. All right. We're going to move. That's the movies for September. Um. Looks like I'm going to be busy September seeing some movies. So we're going to either we're going to talk about movies that we saw here and I'll probably review half of all of them on the Galaxy Wars podcast. So that would be fun. Out of all those movies, what are you most excited to see? Oh, um, The Predator would be number one. Then The Nun. Then Peppermint. No, no. I'm going to go The Predator, House with the Clocks in His Walls, The Nun, and then Peppermint. I would go House of Clocks and Walls. Looks amazing. So good. Um, what a cast. Peppermint, Predator. Yeah. And then no interest in The Nun. Yeah, pretty much no interest in anything. Yeah, I don't think you would... I don't think you're not a horror guy, so... Nah. Our horror... Like, I'm a horror guy, you are not, so it's a, it's a fun dynamic. All right, the next thing we're going to do is we're going to talk our 100% our demo, comic books. Um, we're, gonna, we're not going to talk about trades that are coming out because uh, I don't know who reads what and I don't really want to... Dive, I don't want to be here for seven hours talking about what trade, yeah. what annuals are coming out because September is the like the month of annuals. Like everybody in Marvel is getting an annual issue, and I'm like, so we're gonna play a game called Cop or Not, and we're gonna talk. Copping means you're gonna pick it up. Not means you're gonna drop it, leave it there, uh, and we're gonna highlight all the the number ones that are coming out, the new series that are coming out. So let's start with DC because I know both of us read a lot of DC. 
So the first one is from the Jinx World imprint, um, Michael uh, Brian Michael Bendis's new imprint on uh, on DC, and it's called the United States versus Murder Inc. Number one. First of all, love the name. I think the name sounds awesome. It's like the U.S. versus Ja Rule and his rap group back in like the early 2000s. When I seen the promo on in the um, Just Like Dark, yeah. I was like, is Ja Rule going to be in this? Right. Uh, I would I'd 100% buy it. So I love Ja Rule. I still love Ja Rule. Um, so here's the story. And after reading it, it, it kind of like really solidified my choice. From the Eisner award-winning creators of Powers comes a crime-infused blast of alternative hist- or alternate history. Years ago, the five families of organized crime had such a stranglehold over the American public that the U.S. government found itself forced to give up part of the country or lose it or lose all of it. Now, the unrest between Americans and the families has come to a boil. A war is about to come, a war no one is ready for. Newly made man Valentine Gallo and mob hit woman Jagger Rose find themselves torn over which side of the war they want to be on. United States versus Murder, Inc., number one, was voted the single best issue of the year by IGN. Cop or not? I'm not normally stray too much from, yeah. I don't do the imprints. Yeah, you're, you're capes and cows, man. That's you. Yeah. Um, probably not. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Um, I'm absolutely getting this because I've read the first two imprint Jinx World stuff, uh, Pearl and cover no uh pearl and scarlet and i really like pearl and scarlet's growing on me scarlet just came out this past week um but pearl is about like a tattoo artist who like works for yakuza it's really cool it's like it's all creator owned it's kind of like image stuff so i knew some of these you're you're definitely not going to cop but uh that's a definite for me i'm absolutely going to read it and that's november that comes out september 5th um also coming out september 5th from jinx world is cover number one and it says, uh, years in the making from the award-winning team of Brian Michael Bendis and multimedia sensation David Mack comes a brand new graphic novel experience. And it's all kind of based on a true story, sort of. Deep in the American intelligence community, somewhere reali- someone realizes the comic book creators who travel all over the world to sell their wares might make a perfect cover for operatives in the dangerous topsy-turvy world of intelligence and counterintelligence. And... That's when all hell breaks loose. This is the story of a time the world of comics and the world of international spy work smashed together with unexpected results. Artist David Mack follows his, uh, his Emmy-nominated work on Jessica Jones and his critically acclaimed video game work or video work for Dashboard Confessional. Ooh, I love Dashboard Confessional. And Amanda Palmer brings another completely unique vision to this dr- driving comedic spy story that is also a beautiful Valentine to all those creators who sit alone and make beautiful stories. September 5th, cover number one comes out. Cop or not. I don't know. It sounds really cool. It sounds like a great movie. Yeah, it really does. Um, and it's from both people who have worked with Jessica Jones' character. Yeah. Brian Michael Bendis obviously has created Jessica Jones. And, you know, David Mack worked on Jessica Jones. I would, if I have nothing else, I could say I would cop this. Yeah, that sounds, it sounds intriguing. Yeah. It really does. Like, I'm sitting there listening to it, and I'm like, it sounds different. Yeah. It, and that's what I like. Mm-hmm. I like that it's different. Um, it's not anything like I've ever heard before. No, not at all. Uh, so it, it kind of reminded me, like, Argo meets... Kingsman? Yeah. Yeah. And me, like, comic book writer. So, like, it, it sounds pretty cool. Um, if I go to the comic shop and it's there and I'm not getting a lot this week, I could see copping it. Yeah, um, I don't think there was a lot coming out that week that I wanted, so uh, it's definitely on my it's on my list. I'm a, I'm gonna at least give 
all the number ones from Jinx World a try and then venture into which ones I'm going to read. Right now I'm two for two that I'm going to continue to read. So, But that might change because there's so much coming out. So many imprints. And the next one is from a new imprint from DC, a DC Black Label. And this comes out September 19th, something we've talked about on the podcast. Batman Damned number one. So this is Batman Damned for uh, people who do not know. DC Black Label, the highly anticipated new imprint from DC Comics, starts here. The Joker is dead. There is no doubt about that. But whether Batman finally snapped his scrawny neck or some other sinister force in Gotham City did the deed is still a mystery. Problem is, Batman can't remember. And the more he digs into the labyrinth, uh, the more he digs into this labyrinth case, the more his mind starts to doubt everything he's uncovering. So who better to set him straight than John Constantine? Yeah. Uh, problem is, problem with that is, uh, as much as John loves a good story, he loves messing with people's heads even more. So with John's help, in quotations, the pair will delve into the uh, the sordid underbelly of Gotham as they race towards the mind-blowing truth of who murdered the Joker. Batman Damned is a bi-monthly supernatural horror story told by two of the comic's greatest modern creators. A visceral thrill that proudly puts the black in black label. Now, this is a $6.99 price point. Does that change your mind? Are you copping or dropping? Copping. 100%. Yep. 100%. They they moved away from uh, Constantine in the, the Hellblazer storyline that came to an end. That run is over. More, more Constantine got me in. And my, the cover is fucking it, sick. It is. Uh, my favorite DC character and one of your favorite characters. Yeah, one of my top, my second favorite DC character, yeah. first favorite Vertigo character. And, you know, to get them together, we've talked about, we did a whole Constantine episode, we yeah. did a whole Batman episode. Yeah, we've done a lot of Batman episodes. Yeah, we have. And, um, but to have them two together and the story sounds dope. Yeah. Like, I'm, this is probably the most excited comic in September. Oh, it, it might be. There's another one from from DC that I'm going to talk about in a second. But um, the next one is Justice League Odyssey, number one, which comes out September 26th. And spinning out of Justice League, no justice. When a cosmic menace threatens worlds beyond our own in the ghost sector, it falls to a new Justice League team to answer the call to battle. Cyborg, Starfire, Green Lantern, Jessica Cruz, and an out-of-his-element Azrael helps the deep space inside, head to deep space inside a commandeered Brainiac skull ship. But as they... As these wildcard teammates try to stop Despero from slave trading Kulan refugees, they discover something that nothing in this universe could have prepared them for. Darkseid, who says he's here to help. Cop or not? 100% cop. It's, I'm copping it, but I kind of forgot about this. I did. It took way too long for this to come out. Justice League Dark is in its second issue already, and this came out three months later. I love Just League Dark. Yeah, beautiful. Um, I think it's really good. And we've talked about the Odyssey, and like you said, it seems like it took forever. Yeah. Um, I'm 100% copping this. Cool. All right, so we're getting, we're both getting that. We'll both be reading that. Uh, this is my most anticipated one, um, and it's a miniseries called Heroes in Crisis. It comes out. Uh, it's one of seven issues. The number first one comes out uh, same week, September 26th. Uh, and there's a new kind of crisis threatening the heroes of the DC Universe. Ripped from real headli- uh, world headlines by CIA operative turned comics writer Tom King. How does a superhero handle P- PTSD? Welcome to the sanctu- Sanctuary, an ultra-secret hospital for superheroes who've been traumatized by crime fighting and cosmic combat. But something goes inexplicably wrong when many patients wind up dead. 
with two well-known operators as the prime suspect, Harley Quinn and Booster Gold. It is, it's up to the DC's trinity of Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman to investigate, but can they get the job done in the face of overwhelming opposition? I'm definitely getting this. Uh, it's 100% up my wheelhouse with the psychology stuff and superheroes, and I want to know who dies. What about you? I'm copping. Yeah. It, it sounds good. I've seen the promos. It looks good. Um, I still think Batman Dam. I'll put this above a Batman. This will probably be number two. Yeah. Um, but it does sound really neat. It sounds different. Um, I like the psychological aspect of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely copping. All right. Let's go to another DC kind of imprint, and we'll go to Vertigo. Uh, Border Town number one, Chuck, uh, comes out September 5th. Uh, and don't miss the start of an all-new ongoing Vertigo series by writer Eric M. Esquivel, uh, who did Gregory Graves. Uh, and art. And artist Ramon Villalobos, who did Nighthawk uh, in America. When a crack in the border between the uh, worlds releases an army of monsters from Mexican folklore, the residents of Devil's Foot, Arizona, blame the ensuing weirdness, the shared nightmares, and the other radio transmit otherworldly radio transmissions, the mysterious goat mutilations on god dang illegals. With racial tension super uh, with racial tensions supernaturally charged. It's up to the new kid in town, Frank Dominguez, and his motley crew of high school misfits to discover what really going, what's really going on this town torn between worlds. Are you, as you are dying in your seat, copping or dropping oh, Border I'm Town number so, one? I'm laughing so hard because the description and how you're in the, the, the dang. <laughs> That's what it says. God dang illegal. Are you getting this? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, I can't stop crying. Oh. Um, it, it sounds different. Um, it, it's, it's definitely original. I, I read the first six pages. Uh, <laughs> and, um, I, there's a preview on vertigo.com. I'm not getting it, but it looks great. There's too much coming out on that day that I can't get. How's the artwork? Crazy. It's like luchador masks. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's a. Uh, it looks great. If you're uh, if you want to get into something different, this is 100% that story. Uh, but coming out the same day, uh, September 5th, is the Dreaming number one uh, from the upheaval of the Sandman universe. Number one uh, revi- rises the Dreaming, a kingdom in chaos. There is a place where stories are born. Today, its walls lie slashed and bleeding. Dream has abandoned his realm, and until he is found, the residents must protect its broken borders alone. But the most senior storysmiths are tormented by invasive secrets, and Warden Lucian is doubting his own mind. And beyond the gates, something horrific waits with tooth and talon. Only Dora, the monstrous, finds the opportunity in madness, stealing dreams from the highest bidder, or for the highest bidder. But she has no idea how deep in danger she lies. Meanwhile, Dreams Gallery is something new is growing. This is Sandman Universe. Are you going to get the dreaming number one? Uh, Sounds interesting. Sounds different. Uh, no, I'm not copping this. Yeah, I'm getting it. I'm copping it. I got the the Sandman universe number one. I thought that was super weird and super great. So we're going to go. I think there's one more Vertigo, and that is the House of Whispers number one coming out September 12th. An all-new corner has been added to Neil Gaiman's Sandman universe, which is probably one of the weirdest universes I've ever read. Uh, welcome to the House of Dahami, the houseboat uh, of Ezreal Frida, where the souls of voodoo followers go when they sleep to beseech 
the flirtatious and tragic goddess to grant them their heart's desires and counsel them on their futures and fortunes. When you arrive, you'll find a party in full swing, filled with all kinds of fabulous and fierce folk, while fish fry and music blast. From her bayou, Ezreli scries upon the mortal realm and and sees four human girls open a mysterious and magical journal filled with whispers and rumors that if they spread could cause a pandemic unlike any the earth has seen with the powers to release Sapuna, the Loa lord of infectious disease and cousin of Ezreli, who is currently banned from the human plane. But even the fearsome Ezreli cannot be cannot be of assistance when her dream river turns tumultuous, tossing her house from her realm into another. Are you copying the House of Whispers, number one? No. Yeah, neither am I. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on that one. Yeah. It sounds weird. Um it's it sounds like it's like the Babysitter's Club meets the the actual babysitter movie with Bella Thorne and I don't wanna say it. Set in New Orleans. Yeah. No. Um no. So I'm not copying that one, dropping that one. Let's go to Marvel. Comics that we don't read. Um Number one, September 5th, as Guardians of the Galaxy. Spinning out of the events of Infinity Wars comes an epic space opera from Deadpool veterans Colin Bunn and Matteo Lolli. Angela, the not-so-beloved half-sister of Thor, the hot-headed Valkyrie, and the human who shares her form, Annabelle Riggs, scourged the ex- executioner, freshly returned from hell, Throg, the mightiest frog in the thunder of thunder, Kevin Masterson, the boy who took his father's mace to become the hero of Thunderstrike, and the Destroyer, the Asgardian armor built to take down the Celestials, its wielder unknown. The events of the Infinity Wars armor, or sorry, the events of the Infinity Wars set Nebula off on a quest to rule the galaxy, wielding the Asgardian weapon even Thor would fear, and it's up to a team of gods, assassins, and frogs, and heroes to stop her. Thoughts on this, and are you copying and dropping? I am not copying this. It does sound a lot like um, like what they did with Justice League Dark. Yeah. Kind of like we're going to take a lot of weird heroes, put them together, form a team. Yeah, we're going to take Throg? Yeah. Not, you're not up on a Throg story? I'm not on board. Uh, I don't really read Marvel. so No, uh, neither do I. Most of these are going to be a drop for me, so I'm dropping this one. Uh, the same day, September 5th, Thanos Legacy number 1 comes out. Thanos wins again. Rising star Donny Cates returns to the Mad Titan to bring the story, bridging the gap between his best-selling Thanos wins and the world-shattering Infinity Wars. How did Thanos' journey back from the future lead to the event of the Infinity Wars Prime? Now it can be told. It's rated parental advisory. Um, I'm not getting this. No, I'm dropping. Yeah, there's too many storylines that I don't know anymore, like these Infinity Wars, the Infinity Wars Prime. The only Infinity War I know came out in uh, May or April in a movie and back in the early 90s, late 80s in comics. You know what I mean? So that's, I'm dropping that. Guess who's back, Chuck? Who? On September 12th, Iceman comes back uh, for a five-issue run, and he's back. Uh, Iceman is back, with uh, which is good because someone is hunting the Morlocks for sport. Now it's up to Bobby Drake to prevent another potential mutant massacre. But who's behind the horrific hunt? You won't believe it when we tell you. It's guest-starring Bishop. Oh. Copper drop. Five issues. Nice little sample size of Iceman. Little run with your boy Bishop. You getting this? I'm dropping. Um, I was completely... As soon as you said Bishop, I was more intrigued. Yeah. Because I do love Bishop. I know you do. And if it was a Bishop story, it would be different. Yeah. Um, 
But since it's an Iceman story with a little bit of Bishop, I'm dropping. Yeah, I'm dropping Bobby Drake, too. Sorry, Bobby. Next one is something I don't even know about. Uh, Journey into Mystery, Birth of Krakawa. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that comes out the same day, September 12th. As World War II draws to a close, Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos face a mission unlike any other they've ever tackled and a menace that will haunt them forever. So Nick Fury... Howling Commando storyline. You copping or you dropping? I'm dropping. Dropping another Marvel one, so we're going to move on. Uh, Marvel Rising Omega, number one, comes out the same day. So three brand new series are starting on the same day, and that's their problem. They're starting so many goddamn series on the same day. It's a, it's, a, it's too much to consume. I think. Well, because they canceled everything. Yeah, that's true. So they're bringing new stories out. Yeah, so this one is the final installment. I don't know why it's number one, then. The, Miss Marvel, Squirrel Girl, and their friends are trapped in a world they did not create. And the one person who can free them is trapped herself. Someone has been pulling Ember Quaid's strings. And even this burgeoning, uh, burgeoning supervillain knows when the game's gone too far. But the last save point is long past. And there's one final boss ahead. It's now or never. The heroes must rise. This is based off of that animated series uh, from Disney, Marvel Rising. Yeah. Um, have you watched any of that? Nope. Neither have I. We were going to do an episode on that, and then I saw the footage, and I was like, I'm not going to do an episode on this. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not copping this comic, but this would probably be a good comic for you to get the little one into. All Like, all girl heroes. Yeah. It's DC superheroes, girls in Marvel. I personally will drop it, but I might cop it for her. Yeah. But it's the last installment. you got to watch the show first, I guess. This yeah. is kind of getting them in there. Uh, this is another one I'm not going to watch. Uh, I'm not going to get. Um, Franklin Richards' Fantastic Year. Number one. The son of sue and reed and this comes out the 19th of september a birthday surprise from his future self kicks off an eventual uh, eventful year for the son of a genius with best pals herbie by his side franklin richards loves making mischief with his fantastic father's inventions any idea what the hell is going on in this i'm dropping like it's hot yeah oh okay snoop dog it, it sounds awful um it sounds like dennis the menace with superheroes yeah well it's pulling from, uh, it's collecting material from Franklin Richards, son of a genius. Every, lo- every, everybody loves Franklin. Spring Break, March Madness, April Fool's, son of a geniuses. Uh, schools out, Super Summer Spectacular, Fall Football Fiasco, Dark Raining Cats and Dogs, and Happy Thanksgiving. It sounds awful. <laughs> like it sounds so bad. Like out of everyone you you've read so this far, this is the worst one. This is the worst one. God damn, that it's sucks. So stupid. I'm not getting that. And you know what? I hope it does well for the writers, but because Marvel really put them in a dark place with this. They must be on the shit list because this is this sounds terrible. Like, hey, guess what, man? You got this. Yeah. So I'm dropping that, too. Um, another one, we're seeing The Return of Wolverine Number 1 comes out September 19th. And uh, literal description for this, Chuck. He's back, bub. So <laughs> Wolver- uh, Wolverine has been gone all the time. Like, he's like, he just is out. He's like everywhere. Yeah. Are you copping or dropping Return of Wolverine? I'm dropping. I didn't even know he left, to be honest with you. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not getting this at, well, at all. Uh, then we got two more Infinity War storylines. Uh, Infinity War's Iron Hammer comes out the 19th as well. It's a one of two. And it's called Infinity Warps. When Stark Odinson, the brainy but arrogant son of the Allfather, was kidnapped by ice giants and forced to make them an armory, he turned their forges against them and became the armored Asgardian Iron Hammer. You cop in the Stark Odinson? I'm dropping. Yeah, I'm dropping it too. The cover art looks sick though. Yeah. It looks really cool. Another one that looks sick is Infinity Wars Supreme Soldier coming out the 19th as well. Uh, it's another one of two. And it's classified classified 
4F by the military, Stephen Rogers was unable to serve his country um, in World War II until a secret government program tapping into an uh, arcane sorcery transformed him into the soldier supreme, the magical warrior embodiment of the American spirit. So it's amalgam between Doctor Strange and Cap. I'm dropping. Yeah, I'm dropping too. And I think you're going to drop all the rest of these, but I, I read image, so we're going to go through it. Uh, the first one is called, this is all from Image Comics, coming out September 5th, is Bully Wars number one. I Hate Fairyland and Deadpool writer Scotty Young and artist Aaron Conley team up for a hilarious, all-new, all-ages, ongoing series. Rufus, the biggest bully in Rottenville since kindergarten, suddenly goes from bully to bullied on the first day of high school. He's forced to make a shaky pact with his favorite geeks, Spencer and his twin sibling besties, Edith and Ernie. Together, they'll have to find a way to survive the Hunger Games like contest between the kids, simply called the Bully War, where winner takes all and will rule the school. Copping and dropping. It sounds awful. <laughs> God damn. I'm dropping this I'm, one. I'm like, dropping this I one. I don't know too. what's worse, this one or the Franklin one. No, the Franklin one's the Franklin one's awful. Um, I'm dropping this one as well. Uh, coming out the 12th is uh, Cemetery Beach number one. Um, and from the creators of the acclaimed Trees graphic novel, which are currently being adapted for television, comes something completely different. A professional pathfinder, his only ally, a disaffected young murderess, breaks out of a torture cell in pursuit of her worst, of his worst, sorry, of his worst extraction scenario ever. Escaping on foot across a sprawling and secret off-world colony established a hundred years ago and filled with generations of lunatics. Warren Ellis and Jason Howard ignite the high-speed new action serial, Cemetery Beach. Coppin' or droppin'? Sounds better than the last one, but I'm droppin'. Droppin' it. All right, I'm not going to read that one either. Then we got MCMLXXV number one. I'm assuming that's a year that I don't know Roman numerals for. And that comes out the 12th as well. It says, meet Pamela Evans. Much more of a typical Manhattan cab driver, she also happens to be a badass monster fighter who wields an enhanced tire iron. Welcome to the year of her greatest adventure. Joe Casey and Ian McEwen team up for MCMLXXV, modern mythology for a new generation. Copping or dropping? I'm dropping. Cab driver with a magical uh, tire iron not interesting you? No. I'm picking that one up. I think that was fun. I'm definitely picking that one up. You can't say the title. I can't, but I'm going to read it. All right, another one coming out the 19th is called Burnouts, and writers Dennis Culver from E is for Extinction, and artist Jaffo, layout artist of, De- of Marvel Rising, team up for a new ongoing series that combines the paranoia of They Live with Stranger Things. To save their friends and family, a group of high school teenagers must fight off an attack on the, their tower, or oh, sorry, on their town by a secret alien invasion but they can only see the aliens if they're completely wasted. The burnouts are saving the world one puff at a time. So are you going to read our stoner comic? It sounded good until that last (laughs) sentence. Um, No, I'm dropping. Yeah, I'm not going to read that one either. Um, The last one is going to be Maneaters, and that comes out on September 26th. This is the last one that we're going to talk about, and then we're going to do our plugs, and we're going to get out of here. This mini episode has turned into a full episode. Kind of the case with us. Uh, Eisner nominated and New York Times best-selling thriller writer Chelsea Kane returns to the comics with an ongoing series. A mutation in toxoplasmosis causes menstruating women to turn into ferocious killer wildcats. 
easily provoked and extremely dangerous. A panic spreads and paranoia takes root. The fate of the world rides on the shoulders of one 12-year-old girl. Part cat people, part the handmaiden's tale. Man-eaters will have everyone talking. From the creative team behind the Eisner Award-winning series, sorry, Eisner-nominated series Mockingbird, um, this September, The Cat Wants In. Are you going to watch our menstruating woman cats? Or are you going to read it? Man-eaters. Jesus. I love people getting out there and getting their content out and creating new stuff, but some of these are so damn weird. Um, No, I'm dropping this one. As soon as you said Man-eaters, I really thought it was going to be like a (laughs) Hall of Notes like comic, uh, yes, that's not going to be a hollow note. I, I would have dropped, I would have copped that in a heartbeat. Um, man eaters, no, I'm dropping. I'm getting it. <laughs> this, this, these women turn into cats. I'm going to get it. I love cats, and it's from a woman named Chelsea, so I got to support other Chelsea's. All right, so that's it for everything that's coming out September, but we got to tell you what's coming out with us. Um, some active geek stuff. We will be at the Heroes and Villains Fan Fest in Edison, New Jersey on September 8th, 2018, so come say hello. I will be at the Keystone Comic Con all three days covering it for the Den of Nerds and the Active Geek Productions team. And uh, that's November or September 14th, 15th, and 16th. And Chuck will be there at a date to be determined. Sunday. Sunday, the 16th, 16th covering all of the Active Geek podcast stuff. And then you can find us on all the social medias. We're on Facebook, the Active Geek. Uh, Instagram, the Active Geek, Active Geek underscore on Twitter, Active Geek Podcast on all podcast directories. Chuck is on Instagram, Active Geek, or Chuck underscore Active Geek. I'm on the Galaxy Wars podcast every Monday with Tom, and I'm on the Den of Nerds sometimes on the YouTube. So subscribe to all of those. Um, let us know what you're getting in September. Are you reading some of these crazy topics, crazy titles, or are you going to more of the Franklin Reed Richards uh, stuff? <laughs> Let us know what you're watching, what you're seeing, and what you're reading. Uh, and we'll be back next week with, or later this week, with our Predator preview. And uh, we'll have another one of these in October. For the Active Geek Podcast, I'm Jim. I'm Chuck. And have a great September. We are out.